to Hello everyone and welcome to this week's edition of Wine Women and Words, our first of 2017. And if you notice, we are back to normal with Michelle. Michelle's back. Hello. I have returned. I'm so excited. We missed you so much. I know. My Thursdays didn't feel right. I felt like, you know, when you know you're supposed to do something, and but you're not really sure what it is, that's kind of what it felt like. I can understand. I didn't help with that at all because I kept going, are you ready to come back? Can you come back? Can you join in with us? There were a couple Thursdays where I probably could have, but there was there was always something we, the kids weren't going to sleep. Their schedule was all messed up from, uh, from the drive over here. So this week was the first time that yeah, I have reestablished a new bedtime for them. So now every night by 8 o'clock they are both asleep. I'm pretty proud of that. That is pretty awesome. By 8 o'clock tonight I was also asleep. But because <laughs> uh, it's we're, I'm, in, you know, I'm in Chicago now so it's 10 o'clock right now. But I think that'll work to my advantage because I'll never have to worry about, oh, the kids are still awake. I have to postpone right now. And if you can tell by my lovely background, I am no longer sitting in my bedroom praying that the kids don't hear me. I get to do this downstairs now. <laughs> yeah, that's because Michelle has a wonderful, wonderfully adorable little house. Are you guys on base or are you just outside of the base? It's literally three minutes away from the base. Um, Rich, his commute is three minutes if he hits all the green lights. If he hits the red lights, it's like eight. I'm jealous I used to have to commute like that. It was, it's wonderful. I know. It's pretty awesome. I'm kind of excited to see how long a tank of gas lasts in his truck now. Oh, it'll last like a game. <laughs> So it's pretty nice. It's flipping cold here for anyone who has uh, never w wondered about winter in Chicago. Um, it, yeah, I don't ever, and I say this with love, I don't ever want to hear anyone complaining that it's cold in California because I guarantee you it is not. Oh, I, I think it's on the East Coast. I can argue with us on this point because when you're on the West Coast, your blood thins and you get used to having 80, 90 degree weather. Like I'm out closer to the desert, so it gets pretty warm where I'm at. So when it gets down to 60, I'm fucking freezing. It's cold. So I have a right to say that it's cold. <laughs> no. If I, when I go visit Chicago and if I have the stupidity to visit you in the middle of winter, I can say that it's cold too. Yeah. No, it definitely, I mean, I remember it being, it getting cold in California. So I know. But for example, uh, it was nine degrees when I left with the kids this morning to go explore. But when uh, on my, you know, you have your weather app on your iPhone. I don't know if you've ever done this, but if you scroll all the way down, on the weather app, it shows what it feels like. So it was <laughs> nine degrees, but it felt like negative six. 
uh-huh. never, never look at that. Because you know what it feels like. You can go outside and it feels cool. So you know what it feels like. <laughs> it feels like, oh, hell no. That's what... I like at some point I think it should just say that instead of giving a number. Yeah, it should be a hell no. <laughs> we wait a little bit, excuse at least twice. Then okay, I can venture out with a code. To okay, this is nice. Better. Oh my god, it's too damn hot. How do I end up in hell? Exactly. We need like we need sarcastic weather apps. That's what we need. Make it, make it happen. <laughs> That's actually uh, one of Rich and my uh, new favorite games is guessing what it feels like. So <laughs> we'll place our bets before I pull it up, and then uh, we've both been pretty spot on. Um, but, you know, for as cold as today was, today was probably the coldest that it's been since we got here. It was in, like, the 50s. I know. Heat wave. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> It was in the 50s right after Christmas, so all the snow has melted. Um, oh, so sad. And it hasn't, I know, it hasn't come back yet. I think it's supposed to snow next week. Uh, it was flurrying a little bit today, but nothing stuck. So if this could be like the mildest winter Chicago has ever had, I would be okay with that. <laughs> to warm you up with the colder weather. Right? I mean, I know I should probably want like a super cold, awful, terrible winter so that by the time next winter rolls around, I'm like, oh, it's okay. It's, it's not that bad. But, no. No. but I'm okay if it didn't snow again this winter. <laughs> oh, but you know it's going to snow. It's going to keep snowing, honey. I know. It's going to snow straight up till May. I know. We had. When the the moving van got there, got here, Rich had to shovel out, you know, dig out the driveway and the walkway because they're completely blocked off with snow. <laughs> it's like, oh my god, this is my future. Invest in a snowblower. Uh, yeah, we're going to because we we sh- our our driveway is shared, so. Our neighbors and I both pull into the same driveway, and then we park our garages are across from each other. Um, but either we don't have friendly neighbors, or they didn't know that someone was about to move in, because their half was nicely shoveled, and they just shoveled all the extra snow on our side. Oh no, that's horrible. I know. I don't think they knew someone was going to move in because there's no way for them to know that. Yeah, I would say just to let River leave them some presents in the front door. That's just me. Oh, is all this snow blocking your way? I'm sorry. <laughs> but, so, what are you drinking tonight? Um, I am drinking a. What is it? A Behringer. Uh, white Zin. Okay. Because it was on sale at Target. You know, I've never been a big fan of business. I don't know what it is. I it's become my favorite. I actually bought on New Year's because we were crazy party animals. Um, we watched the rest of the first season of The Magicians 
which I cannot wait for January 25th for the show to come back. But um, I bought a four pack of those little mini wine bottles like that are this big. I had two of them. That's how crazy my New Year's Eve got. Wow. I know. I was miserably hungover the next day. I had two bottles of wine, too. So mine were a bit bigger than yours. Yeah, I think yours were like the, the grown-up size. I had the kid-size wine bottles. Yeah, I was like, you know what? 2016 was pretty rough. I'm going to see it out in style at a friend's place. And I brought wine with me because obviously that's my normal drink choice. And I was the only wine drinker there. And I got tired of just pouring myself glasses of wine. And so I was just like, well, screw it. I'm going to drink from the bottle because this is what normal people do on New Year's Eve, right? Absolutely. I didn't have to drink. So, yeah, um, I'm still recovering from that. Isn't it? I'm drinking tea tonight. Doesn't it suck when it takes like a week to get over a night of drinking? Yeah, it was. I had a I had a glass of wine last night. At least I had a half a glass. I was like, nope, nope, not ready yet. Not ready yet at all. <laughs> well, I found these things. Actually, Rich found them um, at the commissary. Uh, so these have become my new obsession. I haven't had those in ages. I think I might need to get some. Unfortunately, it's empty. Oh, there's one more broken piece in there. Oh, did you hear that? Yes, was that Robert? Yeah. The dog? Yeah, he, he's very vocal when he stretches, so he like he stretches and, and groans. We had, no, people, we really don't have weirdos coming on the show. <laughs> we had but, a, Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, well, like, speaking of the show, now yeah. that I brought that up, because now we had the fun talking time. and It's hard, because as you guys can see, Michelle and I text each other every day. Mm -hmm. Practically. It's like she hasn't left. But this is the first time we've actually seen each other in like a month. So it's like, oh, my God, we have to job. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's nice to see a familiar face. I miss you guys. <laughs> it's good to see you. Now it's going to be like a taste of home every week. Yeah, I had my what, last quick story, and then, you know, I'll uh, digress. Um, today was my first, oh, my second time taking the kids out. Um, Rich has started working, but his schedule is all messed up. Um, but so today, I don't know if any of you have heard of the Meetup app. Um, mm -hmm. So uh, I joined as many of the mom groups as I could find in the area. And I'm rapidly discovering that where we live, um, Great Lakes, is like this pocket town in the middle of nowhere. Oh, no. So... But actually, maybe it's not. But everything is like half an hour away. Now, let me tell you why it's half an hour away. Because the speed limits here, if you're like speed racer and you're getting on a busy road, is 45. 
and people actually follow the speed limits out here. <laughs> so what should be there? Well, apparently, yeah, they're they follow the rules, and what should be you know like a twenty minute drive becomes a forty five minute drive. So everything is. Is, it feels like it's really far to get to and there's you know I don't take the highways I take the back roads I guess I don't know so I feel like everything is ridiculously far but I went to my first mommy group today and I was not impressed because I posted this huge thing in the event like hi ladies I'm brand new to the area can't wait to meet you guys and blah 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 now you would think my logic if i'm host of the event and i see someone say oh hi i don't know anyone i would reply to that comment and say oh hey let me know when you get here and i'll find you or acknowledge that remark in some way the host of the event posted two other comments on top of mine and ignored mine completely and then I like walked up to random people at the play place going, are you in the meetup group by any chance? And apparently no one was. Oh no. So at, at a certain point I was just like, screw this. I'm just gonna play with my kids. So we played in the ball pit and had a blast. Being naked is the hardest thing in the world. Even if you're an adult, it sucks. Mm-hmm. The mean girls exist, except now they're mom's in yoga pants yes and I was in yoga pants too I'm not stereotyping <laughs> but anyway we've got anyway. big news Wait, for the, the show. show yes we have the show so what we have planned for this month is it's uh, kicking ass in 2017 and we're gonna have women who kick ass all month long true story <laughs> <laughs> yes, we have decided um, that we love having guests on our show so much that we are going to have guests on our show a whole lot more. We're doing yes. um, three, well, two new segments. We'll be continuing the author interviews as often as we can. And so far, we have author interviews through March. Through April. Sorry, that was really busy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's exciting. Um, I am so excited for our March and April. I'm actually I'm excited for all of them, but March was like the long shot author interview that I didn't think we would get, but we got. Um, I don't want to spoil it yet, but that's going to be a good one. Yeah. Um, yes, it is. And this month is a really great one. I'm so excited that we're reading Dido's Crown. I absolutely love this book. Yes, this month we're doing Dido's Crown by Julie Rose. Um, she'll be joining us. She gets the third or Julie K. Rose. Yeah, I don't know. We'll have to ask her. We'll, we'll tweet her and find out. Yes. Um, and then we're doing a new segment called uh, Names You Should Know which are authors, writers, people, women in the literary, or people in the literary world who 
you may not know, but you should. And then the other one that we're doing is called Kick-Ass Women. Um, and for this one, we're going to branch out into the arts in general, um, not just books and writing, but just women who kick ass. Because there are a lot of us out there, and yes, we kick ass, but we can't spotlight ourselves. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, and, and we just thought that it would be a neat way to bring a little variety and help promote and support our fellow woman in various fields. So, we've been working on lining up guests for these segments, and it's really coming together pretty nicely. Yeah, as of today, we have everybody for the month. Um, starting next week, we, we're going to do the Kick-Ass Women. Um, that's going to be the third week, typically, and then typically it's the second week that we do the. But we're switching it around this month because um, I want to talk Star Wars. There's so much that's been going on with Star Wars between it's Death of Carrie Fisher and Rogue One, and it's such a great uh, fandom for women. And so I want to talk about um, Star Wars, the women in Star Wars. Both there's books, there's movies, so we're going to talk about the women in the Star Wars universe. And to do that, um, we are bringing in um, a friend. Uh, her name is Rachel, and I want to say her last name is Rosili. I'm probably pronouncing it wrong, so we'll figure that out next week. Uh, she is a full-fledged member of the 501st, which is the Star Wars trooping stuff. Uh, she actually dresses up like a stormtrooper, which is pretty awesome. And we're going to be talking about Star Wars. And between now and then, I expect Michelle to be watching some Star Wars. She's got homework to do. I have seen the newest one, not not Rogue One, Rogue One, um, but the one before that. So I have actually seen one. Oh, good. But now you have to go back to watch the originals. I will forgive you for not watching the prequels because really, who likes the prequels? Um, but you go back and watch the originals, because then you got to get your sense of Princess Leia and how awesome Princess Leia is. I feel like I would just cry through the whole thing now. But, no, I I have them. Um, I actually ordered them. So I will be the proud owners, or a proud owner of the movies. Yes, I'm so proud of you. This is so wonderful. And I'm just so grown up. Yeah, there's, there's a whole line of, there was this whole extended universe, and there was this whole line of books, and there's this really great character that a lot of women love, and I'm kind of sad because now that they're doing movies, she's not going to be a part of it. Her name's Jaina. Um, was it Jaina? No, not Jaina Solo. Um, I'm completely forgetting her name. We'll have to talk to Rachel about it, because she ended up being uh, Luke Skywalker's wife. Um, and she, a lot of people cosplay as her because she's a redhead, and she kicks ass in the books. So there's so much, so much to talk about for that for next week. And then the the next week, the following week, we're going to have there's a new publication that's out. It's called um, Writers Resist, and it's going to be a journal. Based, their first journal came out this month, and it's going to have essays and poetry and short stories about uh, resistance and writers actually resisting the status quo because as we know, the status is not quo. Cool. 
the world sucks and I just need to rule it. Exactly. Um, yes, and I, for those of you who are wondering, yes, I did just quote horrible. Um, because it is definitely 100 points if you can quote Dr. Horrible in a normal conversation. <laughs> I miss Dr. Horrible. It's been a long time since I watched that. Um, I might have to rewatch it. But it's awesome. You know, I'm thinking for this, I'm like, I might have to. So I was thinking about it the other day, too. Because that's my, one of my and Michelle's movies. Yes. We sing Bad Horse. Well, actually, we don't sing it. We text it line by line, back and forth to each other. <laughs> yeah. One of us will randomly start it, and then we'll just continue on through the whole song. Yeah. That's because we're awesome, and, and, and we kick ass, like I said before. Sorry, guys. Yeah. It's like the altitude here is different, and one glass of wine hits me kind of more quickly than it did back in California. I don't know. I, I'm... I'm exhausted, and I hope I don't look as tired as I feel like I look on that little square. <laughs> Ugh. But we are still, we are saving the first episode of every month to be just us, so we can still do our topics. This month, since it's my, uh, my great return, and the first time that we're really seeing each other forever, this is really just kind of like a catch-up episode. We're going to talk New Year's resolutions because we all have them. Don't lie. And um, I have them. I I have literary resolutions. Oh, that's a good time. We need to talk about literary resolutions because my only actual New Year's resolution is to clean up the refrigerator more. So if my husband's listening right now, he's going to be really ecstatic about that. And then his next phrase is probably going to be, yeah, let's see how much of stuff works. Um, so yeah, that's my only like, actual New Year's resolution. I think, you know, moving kind of coincides perfectly with New Year's resolutions because right now, all I'm really trying to do is learn the area and get a routine down with the kids and find places to take them to. So that's really my main focus. Um, big news in the world of Michelle is I'm starting my final class for my bachelor's degree on Monday. So uh, a New Year's resolution from like a decade ago was to get my bachelor's degree before I was 30. Didn't quite make the deadline. Um, I'll I'll get it before I'm 32, so so there's that. Um, but uh, New Year's resolution, I guess, is to get my master's degree rolling. Have had some setbacks on that recently, um, so I'm seeking alternative options. My master's program got, got deferred. It was supposed to start in March. Now it's supposed to start in August. I don't, I don't want to wait because once you lose that momentum, it's just it's really hard to get back. So exactly. And um, before we go on, before I forget, we need to talk about Dido's crown a little bit. Yes. So for everybody, now, since that is our book of the month, um, so before we go on, get diverge again into our New Year's resolutions. Um, Dido's crown is a wonderful book, and that's part of the reason why we're doing uh, kick-ass equipment for. 
start of the year because Dido's Crown is about a woman who really does kick ass. Um, I've reviewed the book. You can check it out on creatingheartstory.com. About WordPress.com, I'm sorry. And it's really Casablanca meets Indiana Jones. You have the story of a woman who, um, she's, she's kind of a spy. She gets pulled into the spy world. She's not really a very apt spy when it comes down to it. And she's going after an artifact. And it's in Northern Africa. And she has this whole wonderful cast of characters that are um, really supportive, really well thought out, really played out really well. The, the, the words are wonderful. I actually have, let me pull up one of my favorite lines here so that you can all know how great this is. Let me find my notes. I'm on my phone, Kindle, so um, bear with me. Okay. That's not it. Yeah, it sounds on the air. Okay, here's the first sentence. Everything in the ancient port town of Bizerte, if I'm pronouncing it right, dazzled. The white stucco buildings, the shimmering golden sand, the beach sails of the dows, the shocking turquoise of the Mediterranean. Doesn't that not place the picturesque picture in your head? Yes, what, what is the... the Golden rule that they always say: don't, don't tell, show with your writing, mm -hmm. and that shows. That paints a perfect picture. I, um, this will be probably the first in a very long time of books that I'm reading on my uh, my tablet. So I'm have it charged. I'm like this much. I have this much left. In the book that I'm currently reading, <laughs> and I've been seeing updates on another book. And I'm like, why haven't you made this up yet? I, you know, I was supposed to not fall asleep when I was putting Lily down, uh, and that would have given me the time that I needed. But I'm totally going to finish this tonight, and I'm also going to start Dido's Crown because I've been dying to start it. When you told me about it in uh, earlier, lot or not earlier last year, but October maybe. Um, so I've been wanting to read it since then. So I'm really excited. And uh, and then I picked it so that I can make you read it. This is what I do with the books that I really want you to read. <laughs> well, what's really cool is I haven't, I haven't used my Kindle app in forever. Um, so I had to, you know, sign up at for the technologically impaired like me, it took me a little while to figure out how to download it to my Kindle. Um, but once I did and I started looking through my books on there, I found so many books that I loved and I haven't read in forever. I'm like, oh, I need to go back and reread that and that. So I remember one of them we both read and we loved it, or at least I remember loving it. It was the Physic Book of Deliverance Dane. The Physic Book of Deliverance Dane. It was like a, it flips back and forth between the Salem Witch Trials and present day. 
Didn't you read that? I did not read that. Oh, well, then you have to read it because you would probably like it. I probably wouldn't. We might have to read it for October. <laughs> yeah, we have, I'm pretty proud of us. We have our books lined up um, almost to June at this point. Mm -hmm. So we really, ha we really have our SHIT together this year <laughs> for the show. It's like an adult show, Michelle. You can say shit. Your children are <laughs> also upstairs and they can't hear you. So mommy says shit. They're not going to come. Sorry, kids. <laughs> now the the other day, I put food down in front of Lily. I told her it was hot not to touch it and to blow on it. She touched it anyway, and then she goes, oh shit, that's hot. <laughs> and so it begins. So. Oh, and yet the more reason why I'm not a parent yet, because I'm like, <laughs> way too funny to actually scold the kid, because my husband and I have when I was like sailors, so there's just, we're screwed. We're really screwed. Yeah, she hasn't said, like, a bad, bad word. And she really only says it if she hears me say it. But the fact that she knew the right context <laughs> to use it in kind of blew my mind. And you can't react. You can't, like, say, like, no, you can't say that. That's a bad word. Because as soon as they say, as soon as they hear that, they're going to say it all the time. So I just had to, like, kind of gloss past it and... And ignore it, but it was like a, a proud, appalled moment. <laughs> Lovely. Yeah. Well, speaking of that, your proud, appalled moments, uh, what are some of your New Year's resolutions, at least literary wise? Literary wise, um, we have, um, well, I want to read more, first of all. Um, not just the books of the month that we're doing, um, just in general, unpacking and getting organized. I went through my books and I pulled out all of the books that I haven't read that I have in my bookcases. Um, and it's just, it's too many. So I want to read more. And, um, and I have this awesome idea for a historical fiction book. So, I've I've never never written historical fiction, um, and it's set in World War II. So I have to start researching, like everything. I don't know how historical fiction writers do it because you have to get an idea for the way they spoke back then. You have to get an idea for like how they dressed, how they did their hair, how you know, transportation. That's one of the wonderful things about reading historical fiction, like Dido's crown is set during World War II, so you're going to get an idea of that. You're going to get an idea of how they talk, and an idea of how they dress, and you get that from reading other people's stuff, too, to get the ideas. Listen to our last episode, when I had Jennifer Lamb on there, we actually had a wonderful discussion about that, since she does historical fiction with... Um, the Tsarina's Legacy and Secret Daughter of the Tsar. You know, there's a certain point with historical fiction where you have to you do your research, but then you got to stop your research and just tell a good story. Just have faith that you've got a good story. You're going to get some of the stuff wrong. We're going to fudge a few things because it's more there. And so, not all of us are history majors. 
sociology major, so I was not a history major. So you, you know, you just gotta develop and tell a good story at the end of the day. Get your big facts correct, and then worry about the little ones. Right. So that's that's a big one for me. Is I really actually I had a dream about it, and then I wrote it down. And as soon as I woke up, and I text Diana and, and two other girlfriends. And, and said, have you seen a preview for a movie like this? Because it played like a movie in my mind, so I'm convinced that, that it is a movie. And apparently it is not. So big goal, big resolution this year is to start writing that. And just write more in general, because if you want to be a writer, you need to write. That's what I'm told. <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of part of the job description. Yeah, and you know, I, I don't, I'm not really sure my with my master's degree what's gonna happen right now. So if I do end up taking a break, I'm not gonna be too bummed out about it. I'm just gonna take that as the opportunity to focus a little more on my own writing versus writing papers and studying. So. Well, you can take the hour to a day that you use for studying and put that course writing. Exactly. Because that's pretty much uh, the amount of time I put towards uh, a day towards writing is roughly an hour or so when all is said and done. Um, sometimes a couple hours, depending upon how good it's going. But yeah, then you've got me with two books pretty much completely written. I've got one book that's like over 100,000 words that I was editing um, about a new figure of Aldi. And I set it aside because it's unfortunately given the current status of the society right now, it's not going to be that marketable as much as I love her and I love her story and she's a great feminist.com. It's not quite as marketable because of the orange Cheeto and all of his stuff. So then, um, not this year, last year during NaNoWriMo, I, you know, I needed a break because I just finished my first draft of Anita. And I'm like, I've got to participate in Anarimo. And I came up with, I had a story playing around in my head about this family in Northern California, an Italian family. And they lived in Monterey. And during that time, Italians were really persecuted, uh, much like with the Muslim registry that we were talking about doing and concentration camps like they did with the Japanese. Uh, Italians were put into concentration camps. We were also... Um, they were banned from traveling more than five miles from their home. They were banned from the Bay. Jobs and lives were ruined because of this. And this happened in America. So I'm writing about family that gets caught up in that. And so I did draft about it last year. And this is just when the Muslim registry stuff was starting to come out. Mm -hmm. a bit. And I wrote it my first time ever winning an Remo with this book. I set it down, set it aside. Spent the year doing research, went back this year and rewrote it and did NaNoWriMo, won NaNoWriMo again uh, with a story. And now because of all that's going on, this one is the one that's getting more traction and this one is the one that's more marketable. So I'm actually been working on that. So my goal is to actually get it finished and get one of these damn books that I've written published. That is my goal for the year. That is my number one literary goal. Um, my husband told me I'm not allowed to write any more books until I get one of these published. Because <laughs> the reality is I need to actually finish what I started. I cannot wait for one of your books to get published. Because when you go on a book tour, 
you're obviously going to stop in Chicago. Obviously. And I'm going to have like 20 copies that I want signed. 20? Yeah. 20 just for you? Yep. <laughs> that way, if I'm... If I'm gonna, you know, if I happen to be out and talking to someone about books and like, oh, you know what? I have a book you should read. You can, it's an autographed copy. Like, you're welcome. <laughs> read it. A couple months ago, we were talking to Scott Wilbanks, who wrote The Lemon Collie Life of Annie Astor. And he said that he has friends of his who, when they see they, his book, they, he, they take pictures of it in weird places. I'm gonna do that. To your book. <laughs> this is going to be your friends. It's going to be hashtag Diana's book. <laughs> I don't need a marketing team because I'll have you. Exactly. I'll go everywhere. Yeah. Send, you know, send me to Europe. I'll do a European edition of Diana's book. Oh, <laughs> I can't send you to like the deep south or to Canada, can I? We, you know, I'll, wherever you want me to go, I will go. I will do that for you. Very dangerous thing to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm with you, right? I want to send you to those four places. No, thank you. <laughs> I'd like to take along with you, though, if you end up doing the Diana edition of Europe. I mean, I, know, I mean, I kind of. That would be awesome. <laughs> no, it's just part of, part of the game. Um, but outside of that, it's just staying organized with my writing, and I've been bullet journaling like the mad woman, and so hopefully I can keep that up and um, read more of the stuff that's on my to read list because I have a nice little pile here to come out. And when you do advanced readers' copies of stuff, like I do for creating her story, it's really easy to be like, "Ooh, new shiny book!" and "Ooh, new shiny book!" When you have like three or four books, you really need to read new too. Yeah, I have, I, I have books that I want to buy. Like for example, a uh, new Dan Brown book coming out this September. I know you are not a Dan Brown fan. I am a huge Dan Brown fan, so I'm excited for that one. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, heard that loud <laughs> but. And I didn't know this. I don't go to Walmart very often. I'm, I'm a Target person. Um, Walmart has cheap books. <laughs> and they have like the pocket size, like there's even you know, like the paperback size that's like this big. They have like this like pocket size that's smaller than the standard paperback. Um, and I bought A Dog's Purpose <laughs> for like $8. And you know, eight dollars, you, you can't not buy it. But I'm very proud of myself because usually, you know, you go to a bookstore and, like you said, it's ooh, shiny book. So, like, nine times out of ten, I don't buy a book that I've been wanting to read unless it's a book that I've been looking forward to forever. Um, I buy a book that I happen to find. I bought two books this week that are on my to-be-read list. So I am trying to chip away at that list, which will be impossible because I'm always adding books to it. Yeah, it's an impossible list that's constantly growing. Every time I take the book off, I add in like three more books. I know, I know, but yeah, that's basically just read and write more. That's my huge 
a literary resolution, even though that's probably as cliche as start working out and eating healthy. <laughs> but these ones are actually attainable. Exactly, because who wants to eat healthy? Right? You can have your chocolate and write at the same time. And I highly recommend drinking lots of wine while you write. Helps the blood flow. Helps the ideas come out. <laughs> well, I forget. Was it Scott Fitzgerald? Scott Fitzgerald, I forget. Or is it one of the notable writers wrote? And if somebody knows who said this, please let us know because I can't for the life of me, I can't remember. But the rule is you write drunk, you edit sober. I think it was Hemingway that said that. Okay. And that sounds right because Hemingway was a lush. Aren't the great, aren't all the great writers usually lushes? Yes, because I'm a lush. That's the girl he almost said we get for New Year's Eve. I was going to say, and I say this because. We love our wine, <laughs> and therefore, we are great writers. Well, did we cover everything that we wanted to cover for the evening? I think we pretty much did, because we didn't really have a solid plan. Um, so I think that's it. For now, for the chapters that we're supposed to be reading for Dido's Crown, we typically have like three weeks left for the, um, for the month. It's 39 chapters, but they go by fast. So by the math, we should be reading 15 chapters a week. Yeah, I think that's what we what we worked out. Um, I think what we might do is tweet little updates coming up to our new episode, just letting you guys know where we should be. Um, <laughs> so if you're behind on reading or wondering which point we'll be talking up to in the story for the next episode, you know. Um, so you're not wondering, well, why aren't you talking about this? Well, because we haven't gotten there yet. Because sometimes life happens and you end up at chapter 10 and you can't quite get to the final three chapters. Yes. Or, or it can be like it was for me last month where I was like, okay, I'm just going to read the five chapters for the week for uh, this arena's legacy, and then I will find out, you know, 10 chapters later. <laughs> I'm like, oh, wow, geez, where'd all the time go? So, you know, that, that can happen to you. It happens. It happens to the best of us. No shame. Um, but I am so excited to be back. I'm so excited for the lineups that we have. Um, if the first four months is any determination of what Wine Women Words will be like this year, it's going to be a good year. So um, for those of you who have listened from the beginning, um, thank you, thank you um, so much. We, it's been a learning progress uh, for both of us. And I feel like this is going to be a good year for us. I feel like good things are going to happen. And if the only good thing that happens is we have a blast talking about books, then it will be a success in my eyes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Because everybody just likes to sit down and be able to talk about books. Exactly. And now that I am even further away from everyone, I am just so happy that we're continuing it because I get to see this face once a week. 
it's this wonderfully smiling face who can help cheer you up, who's been where you're at, except when we did our military move, I was in Texas. So um, I didn't have the snow, but thankfully you don't have wheat. Do you have tornadoes in Chicago? Wait, say that again. You have tornadoes in Chicago, don't you? Yeah. Ah. Yeah, I was going to say, be happy that you don't get those, but then I was like, oh, wait, you know you do. <laughs> Yeah, I ho I'm hoping, you know, I'll start branching out and meeting people. Um, but I always have wine women words every week. And, and you know, it takes time. And the good thing is, as I make friends and shamelessly promote our podcast to them, we can expand our, our wine women words world. So Yes, and we're going to get wonderful guests from Chicago on, too. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So, I think it's going to be a good year. I have a good feeling about 2017. It's not going to be worse than 2016. It is our year. Mm -hmm. I think it's the request for me anyways. Yeah. I'm an odd number kind of girl. I think, I don't know. I just think it's going to be a good year. <laughs> it is my belief, and because I think it, it is so. Yes, I agree. All right, well, that is it for this week. Uh, join us next week, same time, same bad channel. Uh, we will be watching, or we will be discussing Dardo's Crown and Star Wars. Yes, with Rachel, right? Total. Rachel's joining us next week. Yes, with Rachel. Yes, so it's going to be a total mix. Because uh, totally 1940s uh, World War II school that goes with Star Wars. It works. We'll make it work. You know, like it does. Because I mean, you do have the fashion dictator, which is the Empire. Yeah, we can make work. Star Wars goes with anything. We can. We'll find. Like we'll find parallels. We'll we'll find connections. We'll make it a game. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, have a wonderful week, everyone, and we'll see you next week. All right, bye.